Okay, guys, it's Dark Side again here for Vital MX. Today I've got privateer Ryan Brees on the phone. What's up, Ryan? What's going on, dude? Hey, Dark Side. It's going, man. Uh, we're just another day, another dollar. We're keeping on two wheels, though, that's for sure. Yeah, How are man. You doing? We're getting to that time of the year, man. Supercross is coming. We got to stay healthy. Yeah, that for sure. That's it. Like starting to kick off some cardio stuff. And yeah, like boot camp's prepping, man. It's, it's going now. <laughs> Well, before we get into boot camp and all that, I want to talk about, I want to go back to the beginning of 2022 Supercross. You basically did your own program, right? You went out, got your own sponsors, kind of sell, did it all solo. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I did it solo. Uh, my fiance McKenna, she kind of like agent worked it for me during the <laughs> summer. And then I made uh, some deals on my own as well with a few construction, excavating companies, uh, like an airplane uh, pilot and and yeah, we like threw something together on our, our own deal with Yamaha motorcycles and we had a local dealership. And then as time went on, you know, the results start happening and more people want to help. And we had a couple more dealerships that popped in and yeah, I mean, they were like buying me boots and stuff that I couldn't get because I wasn't like a factory guy or, or whatever you want to say. But yeah, I put it all together and yeah, man, I couldn't be more appreciative of how I did it. It was pretty gnarly all the local companies came together and it was like let's go for this yeah that's that's fantastic man i love that is it well first of all you got 17th overall a couple a couple top tens i believe are you happy with your season considering you're doing it by yourself it's it's not easy yeah i mean you know i actually like all summer long we're kind of contemplating i'm like what is a realistic goal for us you know and what what is compensating for the for what we had and, and what wasn't. And I mean, yeah, we're happy. We're pleased. We stayed somewhat healthy throughout the season. That's the main goal. But like, you obviously want more, you know, like you could have done this better and you could have done this right or wrong. But I, I guess in the long run, it, we're satisfied, but there's always more that we need and, and uh, want for ourselves, you know? So the determination drives like it's, it was pretty strong all summer. Good to hear. You, you mentioned a second ago some of your sponsors helping you get boots, et cetera, that maybe are difficult for you to get because you're not, quote-unquote, factory. But your your name is well-known. You get good results for a privateer. Do you find it difficult to get product, to get help within the industry? You know, I, I don't want to name any names, but it is so hard on a couple of these different uh, companies who are only giving to a certain amount of riders or who their buddies do. And that's where it's hard for me. But I feel like we have a good representation and we present ourselves pretty strongly in the, in the community. And, you know, we're so, we're so tight knit in the industry. So I think you're either on the good side or you're on the bad side. And if you're on, if you're on the bad side, you're not getting support at all whatsoever. So it's weird to find this fine line with the companies who are, are uh, just product only. And yeah, man, we, we do have a, a couple complications when it does come to that. And it's crazy because putting our own deal together with all these companies, we, we're coming up with some monetary support because I mean, it, it takes, I don't know, 80 to a hundred thousand dollars to run this privateer program that we have. We're starting to get, you know, a couple tens grands or so, you know, like for entry fees and whatnot, but, we find it hard in the motorcycle industry itself to get product out of those companies. So yeah, it's just a weird, difficult spot we 
we're put in for sure. Well, that surprises me to be honest. Uh, is that the biggest struggle for you as a privateer or are there, is there something else that even is a bigger struggle? What, what is the biggest struggle of being a privateer? So with that product being not available to us and we're not being able to get that for, uh, you know, like some promotion wise, that, that becomes a struggle because then we're financially having to fork out that, those funds to that certain area where we would, we would really like to just keep it focused on getting our entries paid, our flights, and the transportation to the races and stuff covered. So we're not having to stress on that if like, oh, we've got to get 15th place in order to make two grand so we can race the next three weekends. You know, that's yeah. where it comes hard. I would, I would kind of have to just similarly put that in perspective where as yeah, it is, it is kind of difficult to come up with some monetary support. I, I guess for me, I put myself in the position like we need to race as many races and off season races as we possibly can. Just in case, like if we don't have that monetary support, you're, I'm having to go like living, I'm having to live in the van and go race to race and just like doing it the hardest way possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not even really bank off other the other monetary support offers. Just that's where it becomes super difficult. Yeah. Now, you know, so go ahead. that's just a super fine line there where if we are directing our money to product or other things like that, that we're needing. And yeah, we do have to keep safe. You know, we have to have a good helmet, a good gloves on us. So we would prevent rug burns and rock burns and <laughs> boots and stuff like that. Right, you know, like right. That's just the end goal of it. But if we were to put our money elsewhere, I think you would start to see other people and myself start to compete with like the top factory guys. I mean, maybe not the, not the, not the million dollar guys. You're looking at rocks and Tomac stuff like that. So we don't, I mean, the parts of allowance accessories not, are not there, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're competing with the guys who are right there on a factory level. Uh, yeah, totally understand. So when a privateer type team, quote unquote, I, I, it's hard to even define these teams anymore. If they, <laughs> sometimes those teams offer you deals, maybe there's not a lot of uh, money involved or maybe they're not paying you a salary, but they do cover your travel. What are the positives and negatives of riding for a smaller level privateer team? And why did you choose to do it on your own this last year? Or this year? You know, I mean, really, I just, I focused on, you know, we were out for the year of of 2021. So I had no data behind me to even get on a team. If I had the choice, I would jump on a team immediately. I mean, it would take the the stress right out of my brain and release some pockets. I think I would actually be putting some energy back in my pockets. (laughs) no, No need for money. Yeah. So that's where we came down to a halt where we're like, you know what? The only way we can go racing is if we get some local people back on board and then let's try to see if we can make an eye for ourselves and get on this thing. As far as being on a team and, and not, I don't know if there's, there's a benefit or non-benefit other than where you have the people you want around you, which, which is a positive. And also that is a negative because you don't have all the, the uh suspension guy you don't Mm -hmm. have the motor guy you know and and those guys are important people that teams do have that's a big 
benefit on a, on a team program. Yeah, of course. Of course. It takes some of the stress yeah. out. And then if you're having a problem, you have somebody there that really knows what they're doing, right? Yeah, for sure. And you see, I mean, we struggle on, uh, on practice, on practice time. So like, that's a big thing. Like the track's always changing. It's rough then. And the track's not groomed up. It's, you know, it's like, it's rutted and stuff like that. When, when you don't have a suspension tech, you're doing it all on your own. I mean, good luck, man. <laughs> yeah. You got to have some raw James Stewart speed. Okay. Stuff. I got you. Uh, hey, I want to step kind of move up to recently you went down to brazil for for arena cross how do you get involved with that series uh um man i guess performing right okay i i was just approached by by one of the brazilian teams over there so uh yeah we're just trying to work on some deals that are trying to go like outside of of the states and yeah sadly we make a little bit more of our money there i mean I don't know if you guys see the payout or not and or people who are who are watching this vital, but yeah, the payout's not strong. So we're having to accumulate outside races and outside sponsors to see if they can bring something home for us. You know, so we can be financially comfortable to go racing. Then. Yeah. It's not comfortable at all, but you know, like in order for us to go racing, I think that's a main part if we got to shuffle some races around and see if we can't do some outside exposure was it a good experience going down there how was how was the trip yeah no it was a, it was actually a lovely experience i uh i went there raced i got on the podium there the two guys were absolutely killing it like just super fast them. but yeah you know you run into little situations like you run different tires there and, <laughs> and uh just a little funky stuff you know that you it's not home base. So you just, you hop on the bike, hope for the best and just kind of, it's a learning experience until you nail something down. So, um, yeah, no, we gelled really well with the team. And I think this next coming year, I should be focusing on that Brazilian arena cross. We're just kind of waiting to see, um, how everything shapes up, but it was okay. a good time. And then after the race, I got to spend a little bit of vacation time with my now fiance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we enjoyed some tropical scenery. It was pretty cool. I have that in my notes. I was going to get to it, but yeah, let's. You, you finally, man, after all these years, you finally uh, asked McKenna to I, to make her an honest woman, I, dude. I did. I did. I manned up finally, <laughs> and uh, with the with the season that we had, I told her. I said, "Hey, we're finally made a little bit of coin. Let's go dish this stuff out." So good for you. Uh, no, it was it was pretty cool, and um, yeah, I mean how better of a life could you get? You're going to race dirt bikes and you bring your soon to be with you, you know? So yeah. well, that was a neat thing. And I figured if she's packing my bags, I better uh, <laughs> put a ring on this thing real quick. I like it. I like it. I was going to mention, you talked about, you know, going racing and having your, your fiance with you, but like as a kid, can you, could you have imagined like that you're going to get to race all over the world and, and earn a few bucks doing it? Like you're not spending your own money necessarily and going broke to go do these cool events. You're, I mean, you're racing your dirt bike and making money in multiple countries. That's pretty cool. I, yes. And I'm, I'm extremely grateful. Like more than three times a day, do I look up and just tell the Lord how blessed I am. You know, even my fiance now, like we have, we have times where it is just a big struggle, but then you look at these times where you're like, gosh, you're traveling, traveling the world and you're doing it racing dirt bikes that maybe you're not making so much money. Not yet. Anyway, you know, it's 
keeping the dream alive. That's what's really cool. It's mentally, it's um, I don't know. It it gets you to where you're you're a happy point when you're yeah. when you're moving like that. That's cool. Yeah. What about uh, World Supercross for Rick Ware? I know you didn't get the results you were hoping for. Didn't get a ton of time on the bike leading up to it. But, uh, yeah, I think 17th and 16th overall, the first two events. Um, how, how was the series? How would you like the format? Oh, you know, I have to give a huge shout-out to Rick Ware for, for investing his time and um, his energy with me. You know, that, that was super cool. It was, a, it was a very quick situation. Like, we were all prepped up, you know, like, thought we were ready to roll. But then um, I'm having to run my old bikes prepping up for it and then riding the race bike. But there was only three days that we got to prep up for it due to just lack of uh, finding motorcycles. I think that was just kind of worldwide hit right? that everybody took. And um, yeah, that was extremely hard. You know, like there was, what else can you ask for really? You know, you're just kind of throwing up a machine and we were testing so many things with only two days of prep. And then uh, we get one day of just, try to ride the bike how it is but it was just completely different from my practice bike so yeah just a little bit of difficult times there but the world supercross was pretty gnarly like the the action was so tight and you almost were worried at at the at the end result you were almost result worried so bad because it's like you're you're tired everyone else is so tired and then they're going 20 miles per hour you know like just monsoon every single corner and then you're hoping you don't get hit either you know so yeah yeah i mean it was fun that the the layouts and the tracks it was kind of like a single file line there wasn't much options to do there so it was like the whoops weren't too big so the separation wasn't too crazy but i mean you know like the one the winners won and and the losers like myself, they sucked it up. That's for sure. <laughs> well, what did you think of the format though? It was very similar to a triple crown, but less time in between. And if I'm being honest, like as a fan, I thought it was cool. It's like, oh yeah, I mean, you can get no time to rest. Let's go get back to it. I thought it was kind of interesting. I'm sure as a rider, you were like, oh my God, I need a break. I need to check a couple things, but I thought it watching it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And if you're a sprinter, if you're really, really good out, you know, for the, for the first 10 laps or whatever on Supercross, like that's your jam, you know? And I, I thought that would be cool. Like it was, it actually was pretty sick just having to smash it the whole entire time, right from the gate drop to the finish line. Um, but you know, like you kind of could tell they started, I think we, it was a five minute break in between for the first round. And then we went to the second round in Australia and they gave us more time. So yes. I, I think maybe people were complaining a little bit, but yeah, really like the, the tough guys got it done and it was cool. It was just gosh, man, there is no time. If you, if you have a bike problem, like good luck. Yeah. You know, if like, you have a flat, we didn't, yeah, we didn't have a, a backup bike or anything. Like we just winged the deal, right? <laughs> just threw a bike together and just ran it. And having so I crashed in Australia and then I've got bent bar mounts and bars running for the last two races. Uh-huh. So it, you know, that's where it could really, really bite your butt. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's pluses, there's negatives. I mean, the, I think the layout was, was good, but for that tighter racing, I, I don't know. I think I would, I would kind of prefer to open it up a little bit. Okay. Tight racing is nice though. Yeah. You know, I, I like those, the, the, Go, go, go. 
that was cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it watching it. Um, last question, man. Just what are your plans going into twenty three? Are you are you uh, do you have a supercross plan set up? Do you know what you're doing? I would like to hope so. You know, like <laughs> November. <laughs> yeah, it's almost there, the dude. Going time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, almost no, there. We're all we're all prepped up prepped up like we're doing it on my on our own deal like doing ryan breeze racing with yamahas and uh just kind of waiting for a couple other other things to fit in place but we're here in socal now i've got to i got to finish up some german supercross series i guess not finish up we're starting the german supercross series so i'll be heading out to germany on monday and then um i've got a few more off races to hit as we're just kind of prepping up and, and it's pretty much go time but I've got a few local companies that are hopping on board and uh, yeah, I mean like I'm hoping that it's going to be better than next than, than uh, last year. Uh, but also like everything is so delayed. So we're kind of waiting, you know, like November 15th is where we should be having like all the bikes, see the race bike and, and everything prepped up. So um, I'm, I'm freaking excited, man. I, I just want to make sure that I've got, a good prep going into it and making sure like I'm super fit. That's my, that's my main goal. Yeah. You got to get fit like me. I'm getting fit, it's, Ryan. I see you've been grinding it hard. So yeah, dude, <laughs> I, I need to get on that bicycle grind. with you, dude. Yeah. Uh, well, trust me. I'm not, it's not that big of a grind. It's uh it's still minimal. I'm getting old, but I, I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. I'm uh yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get my butt in shape so I don't get too old too fast. But uh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and you know I'm at I'm training at the Grindstone Compound for now. So okay, Carrie Shear, she's got us dialed in, and like we're just now looking to get tons of seat time. Like our our heart rate's pretty where we're at. We had we had a long summer to get that thing dialed in and making sure we're we're moving on the on the on the bike and stuff, but. Now it's it's like yeah, get some seat time. Let's dial in this twenty three and go from there. Awesome, man. Well, good luck at the German rounds. Uh, I, you always do really well there, and I look forward to seeing you in just a couple months in Anaheim. Yeah, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. I'm stoked for the opportunity that that arises, and hopefully, we can um, stay in touch. Absolutely, man. You know, I always try to check out, check in on you. So I'll see you in Anaheim, and we'll do this again once the season gets rolling. It's not that easy for you to stand out anymore, buddy. You chopped that, you chopped all that chop off. So yeah, but I'm still beautiful. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> Good, great to hear from you, bud. You too, Ryan. Tell McKenna I said hi, and I'll talk to you guys soon. We'll do, Doc. So right, thanks. See you, buddy. <laughs>